now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week. We bring you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're just looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is always a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help in your real estate transaction, or if you are looking for second opinions on anything around your home, feel free to give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. As a reminder, you can find their contact information and mine by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there, or just reach out to me as you do every week. We all love hearing from our loyal CFAX listeners every week. We are here to help. We are in a new year right now, and as our regular listeners know, I like taking you for trips every once in a while to visit other marketplaces in other parts of the country. In fact, I've brought you outside of the country a few times as well. However, you know, we've just done our year-end reports comparing what Victoria did for 2022 versus 2021, for instance. What's it going to look like for 2023? How does it stack up to all of the other years? Well, that's Victoria. Today, on the other hand i'm taking you to the other important parts of the country we are going to be having conversations with my friends and colleagues uh, from vancouver phil moore at remax crest we will be traveling over to calgary with nick profeta at remax in calgary uh, and we're going to be starting off our conversation today um, with another good friend of mine and a guest who's been here a number of times uh, from the toronto area the gta greater toronto area uh, he is broker owner of Remax Prime Properties in Toronto. Uh, I'm going to introduce him to you in just a moment here. Um, as a reminder, folks, by the way, if you are a podcast listeners, you can download all of our 250 or so episodes by going to iTunes or Google Play. Uh, we've been we've been posting them for the last five years, and there's always lots of great information. Maybe things that we report we recorded three years ago that might be a little more relevant or needy. You might be needing these uh, things. Now, maybe you didn't back then, lots of great information and so much of it is evergreen. So as relevant now as it was back then, uh, you know, because we've got so much to talk about today, we're going to jump right into our guest. And like I said, we're going across the country. We're starting from the far end, though. So we're going to stop by Toronto. Uh, and as I said, my guest is Asif Khan. He is broker owner of Remax uh, Prime Properties. Asif, good seeing you. Good seeing you too, Tony. The other thing that I should mention to our listeners is like us here at The Whole Home Show, you too have your own program in Toronto. Tell our listeners about your show. I do. Thank you, Tony. It's uh, It airs on Saturday mornings at our 11 a.m. And it's called On the Market. And we do a very similar type of show. I know you've, uh, you're have you a veteran of uh, the radio real estate shows. And we're trying to follow along in your footsteps and uh, and try to keep up. So well, it, it's it's been my it's been my pleasure being your guest on occasion as well too, talking about Victoria. So we tell you know your listenership about uh, what happens over here, right? Yeah, and Victoria, and, and usually when you get new regulations, where you're the first one that we turn to. So thank you so much <laughs> for enlightening our listenership and uh, and yours, of course. 
Oh, goodness. Well, listen, before we jump into what's happened in the Toronto market and, you know, what happened in 2022, tell us about REMAX Brand Properties. I mean, I am very happy for you because you have just grown a little further. So where are your offices? Well, thank you. So uh, we're pretty much all over the GTA. We are in Toronto itself, uh, Midtown Toronto, uh, and that's uh, our largest location. Then we have uh, Markham, Ontario. Uh, which a lot of listeners uh, will be familiar with. And and then we're up north a little bit in Mount Albert, Ontario. We're also in Thornhill, which is at the Vaughan Markham border on Young Street. And, and then we have a couple of satellite offices. So we have one satellite office in Markham, which is just north of our main office. And then we have another satellite office in uh, in, in the north part of Toronto. So it's it's more along, if you're familiar with Toronto, DVP and Lawrence area uh -huh. and the Don Valley Parkway. Yeah, that's right. And our yeah. newest location is in Durham region, which yeah. is one of the hottest regions in the GTA. And so we're in Pickering right there. Mm, well, you know what? I, I've been reporting to our listeners over the year. The Durham region was the one that exploded in values. I mean, that was the one when the market was, uh, was busy. Prices went just out of control there, right? Yeah, there was a few factors. One was the affordability, Tony, and the other factor was that the highway, Highway 407, uh, went. it goes right to, through Durham right now. So as soon as that highway was built, there was a lot of subdivisions that popped up uh, north and south of the highway, and, and that really drove a lot of people to Durham because it just makes it more accessible to get to the city and to get to work. It gives them more options. So uh, you know, Durham, Durham has sort of shown some great growth over the last five years. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, Toronto itself, uh, big city. I mean, I wanted to make sure that our listeners knew that you cover a pretty big range. Uh, I visited your offices. You had me over in the uh, the downtown one when I was over a couple months ago. I love that spot, right? Thank you. Thank yep. you for joining us there. So. By the way, I would recommend that little restaurant underneath it, uh, Browns, it's, it's called, right? That, Browns, was, a, that's that right. was a great dinner. Yeah. I, I, I just had lunch there, Tony. <laughs> okay, great, great. Um, many of our listeners will be ex-Toronto or ex-Ontario. There's a lot of us who are locals, though. Uh, sometimes we need to, a little reminder about the scale of Toronto as a city. Uh, what is it now? You're like six six million or whatever the yeah, the region. Just over six million, and uh, you know, a lot of uh, they say about thirty percent of the new immigrants end up uh, settling down in the GTA. Uh, mm -hmm. So we're six million and growing. Yeah. Wow. Now you mentioned that Ontario, because uh, we've got regulators. So in British Columbia, we have the British Columbia Financial Services Authority. Uh, in Ontario, you have RICO, which is the Real Estate, uh, what Real is estate it? Council of Ontario. Real Estate Council of Ontario. Yes, thank you. And they are the regulators that regulate how uh, real estate is transacted. Um, something else that listeners need to know. So given size in Victoria here, the Victoria Real Estate Board, uh, everyone, we have about 1,500 realtors, which is considered high for a population of 400,000. Uh, in Vancouver, I believe the number is somewhere around 17,000 realtors, 17,000. That's pretty big. Vancouver has 17,000 of the, I think it's 23,000 uh, in British Columbia. Now, uh, as if tell people how many realtors are licensed in the, in TREB, the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board. Tony, we have about 74,000 realtors. <laughs> okay. 74,000. Yeah. That's 74,000. 74, 
thousand of six million. Uh, the other thing that folks may not know is the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board is the largest real estate board I, I know in North America, may well be in the world, right? I believe it is in the world, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of realtors. So a lot of stuff happens. Now, the other interesting thing is that, um, and we're going to get into this a little bit deeper after our first break here, but we've got all these regulations in British Columbia, things like uh, no longer having the ability to do dual agency, so representing both parties to a transaction, uh, and then things like the buyer rescission period that has just come in, a number of other things. Ontario hasn't enacted them yet, um, but you guys are smart because it seems like you sit back and watch and and you do your own thing, but improve on it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff has come uh, from the BC area that we have uh, adapted to here, like uh, the foreign buyer tax and and such. So those are more, uh, you know, more, I don't even know how much they affect the market. But as far as the, the, not only the Real Estate Council of Ontario, but the Ontario Real Estate Association has been phenomenal in, in lobbying for new ways uh, of how we can be more transparent and and be able to conduct our business uh, using the techniques that we've been using but cleaning them up a little bit to provide more transparency and and be a little more consumer friendly if you want to call it yeah protection well hey listen we need to take our first breaker we're having a conversation with asif khan he is the broker owner and a, a very well experienced agent in the toronto area the greater toronto area uh owner of remax prime properties a good friend of mine i love having him here all the time uh we got a lot more to talk about including what happened in toronto last year and maybe what's going to happen this year coming up and after asif we'll be jo uh visiting calgary and vancouver as well too so sit tight don't go anywhere Need to take a break here. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Giving you guys a trip across the country to learn more about what's happened in other marketplaces. The key marketplaces in Canada, aside from us, we're going to be chatting with Phil Moore in Vancouver in a little bit. We will be talking with Nick Profeta in Calgary after the next break. But we're continuing our conversation right now with my good friend, broker, broker owner of Remax Prime Properties in the greater Toronto area with a number of offices. Uh, Asif, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Tony. I lost track now. How many offices is that? Is that in number that you have? Uh, we're at seven offices right now. So, <laughs> you see, I've known you for long enough. You had no offices before, and here That's you fair. are. Yeah, you've got you've got me. I only have three. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, and by the way, I have to tell you, you've done so many great things, and you are known in the Remax system. Our listeners know Remax is an international brand. Remax Canada is a very large operation, uh, and when people when you say the name Asif Khan, everyone knows who you are because. Oh, wow. uh, Man, you've done you've done some great stuff. Uh, your your agents love you. I know that, right? You've got a great following, uh, and you know about the market too, which is what we're talking about today. Um, what happened last year? So, what happened in Toronto? You know, last year it started off gangbusters, like I think it did across the country. And somewhere around March, the bottom fell out, and you know, it had to it coincided with the interest rate hikes. Uh, and, and people just being tired of uh, 
going into multiple offers and losing out. So I, I think there was a lot of buyer fatigue than the interest rate hikes. And we ended up, it turned out to be a, a very weird kind of year, if you want to call it, because although it was a down market and we were down almost 40% in units sold, 40% in units sold. So 2021, to put this in perspective, we had a, over 121,000 sales. Okay. We had 121,638 sales in 2021. And in 2022, we dropped and, and it dropped like a rock. We were down about 40% and we were just over 75,000 sales. And remember that conversation we had about how many realtors we have. So with the over 70,000 realtors that we have, we only had 75,000 sales. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, one sale per agent pretty well. Pretty much. Pretty well, except much. for the fact that I happen to know that you know, there's a lot of busy agents who do a lot, who do, um, you know, just throwing numbers out here, 40, 50, 80, 100 transactions a year. So that tells us that there is a bunch of people at the Toronto board that did nothing. Yeah. And, you know, it's um, whenever the market turns, the consumer turns to experience and it really showed because the the experienced agents were uh, and a lot of them that i know were busier than they were in even 2021 mm-hmm. and uh, it speaks volumes on uh, you know some of the newer agents that may not have the experience to deal in this type of market i mean we all know when it's busy tony everyone can sell a house but when the market shifts and there's some challenges People want to turn to experience, and and that really showed last year more than more than any other year that I've been licensed. Yeah, uh, let's go back to the numbers uh, for a second. You said one hundred and twenty-one thousand sales uh, in the busy year, uh, folks. Just to let you know, uh, we ended up that same year somewhere around ten thousand sales. So you guys have twelve times the sales volume. Uh, we've got four hundred thousand people. You've got six million. Uh, <laughs> the the scale is quite different. Um, now let's talk about prices because yeah things peaked we all know you know march april thereabouts um what are they doing right now things peak but if you look at the year and you look at the annual numbers the price was actually up tony 8.6 percent over 21 and uh, you know strange phenomenon because you think in a down market you would start to see prices declining and although you heard a lot about the Toronto market being down 40% in price and 30% in price. Those were month over month numbers being compared to the busiest, most active year on record for the Toronto real estate board. So when you're, you're looking at these numbers, you have to really put it into perspective. And, and even with that, what this shows is the strength of the homeowner and the equity they have in it because nobody was really forced to sell their homes, even with the interest rate hikes and, you know, having qualified through the stress test and, and being able to afford those interest rate hikes. Uh, you know, we were, there's a lot because, of scatter- Because if they were forced to sell, they would dump their prices and then prices would be dropping. Exactly. And we didn't have inventory. So it goes back to supply and demand. We were short on inventory during the 2022 year. And, you know, in a down market, you're usually looking at five, six months of inventory. Well, we're still at about two, two and a half. It just felt like a lot because in the hot market, we were less than a month of inventory, which means if we were to list 10 houses in a month, 10 houses would sell. And, you know, now we're looking at about two, two and a half months of inventory. So to use that same analogy, if we were to sell five houses, it would mean that we had about 12 houses on the market. All right. So again, it's not a lot of inventory. 
Yeah. And, and for our listeners, just to let you know, on a comparison to Victoria here, three months inventory is a strong market here in Victoria. Uh, in fact, I, I think the tightest it ever got was maybe somewhere around around one or one point something or other. I know market areas like the Durham region, you know, the area where you, you've got your office now. I know that was like 0.5 uh, a month for some time. Yeah. Like there was nothing, right? There's nothing. Yeah. It goes, like throughout 2021, we were at those levels. And and that's why we had all of these bidding wars and and people competing for homes and paying the 150, 200,000 over asking just to get into a home. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not seeing that anymore. And and prices are a lot tighter. And when you're looking at an 8.6% increase for the year, uh, that's a healthy appreciation. It's when we go into these double digit appreciations that you know, it's not sustainable. Yeah. And you know, uh, let me take you back just quickly, Tony, 2016, 17.3% increase in price. 2017, 12.7% increase in price. And then in 2018, we had a bit of a reset and price dropped 4.2%. Okay. And and then, you know, we get back into a 4% increase for 2019, but then we had these double digit increases again of 13.5% and 18.15% for 2020 and 2021. So we had a bit of a reset again, but because there was not a lot of inventory, it didn't affect price as much as it could have mm-hmm. had there been more inventory. Yeah. And again, just like you said, people weren't desperate. They weren't dropping their prices. So that's what's happening now, right? Exactly. You know, people are staying put. Mm-hmm. There's no catalyst for them to have to sell their property. Uh, employment numbers are still very strong. So, you know, people aren't losing jobs. They're not, uh, you know, forced to, uh, you know, have to sell their home in, in case they're, you know, upside down or anything like that. Uh, and if you can hold on to your home and you don't have to sell, then are you really losing money if house prices are down 20% or 30% for the month? Not really. And, and people just waited. Sellers just said, I will wait to sell my home yeah. until the market conditions improve. Buyers okay. decided that they would wait. Okay. So uh, January the 1st, federal government has enacted this whole ban on foreign buyers. We all know that the Toronto area is a uh, the cultural uh, mixing uh, pot. I mean, there's so many uh, 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 fantastic uh, new uh, immigrants and new neighbors uh, in the area that enter into Toronto. Um, what's that ban on federal buyer, uh, federal purchases going to do to the Toronto area? I don't think it's going to do much at all. And, and so basically, this ban on foreign buyers is uh, it's almost like a fine, right? It's a $10,000 fine uh, to the realtor, to the lawyer, to the purchaser. And you know, it, it depends on how many foreign buyers we have. We seem to, you know, the estimate seems to be between three and 4%. Mm-hmm. And when was the last time three or 4% of anything affected a hundred percent of it? <laughs> um, it? It's not going to, it's not going to do a lot, even, even if none of the foreign buyers purchased, but there's so many loopholes to this as well. So, you know, if, uh, if you're a student and you're going to yep. school here, yeah. It doesn't apply to you. If uh, if you're going to be moving here and you're getting your PR, you know, it doesn't apply to you. And then it goes by population. So there's a lot of areas within the GTA that are exempt from yeah. this, similar to probably in BC as well. Yeah. Uh, it, it just it prohibits you from buying something in the heavily populated areas or the dense areas. But if you were to go out an hour, hour and a half away, there's so many areas that you can still purchase it. 
Yeah, interesting. Well, Asif, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Asif Khan, he is broker owner of Remax Prime Properties in the greater Toronto area uh, with seven uh, Remax offices, really well-known individual within the Remax system uh, internationally and the man to call in Toronto. Asif, if people need to reach you, what's the best way? They can always call me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. I'll put that on our show notes uh, as well, too, online. Thanks, Ozif. We need to take our break here. When we come back, we'll be visiting Calgary. Back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of The Whole Home Show team members a call they would love to hear from you. Taking you on a trip across the country uh, this day here, finding out what happened in real estate in the key market areas in Canada. We just spoke with Asif Khan in Toronto. Uh, we'll be speaking with Phil Moore in Vancouver a little later on. Uh, but our guest right now, our middle guest, as we go across the country from east to west, uh, is in Calgary. And that is Nick Profeta. Nick is with Remax uh, Central. Nick, great having you here. Good to be here. Thanks, Tony. Um, we go way back. Of course, we bump into each other all the time at conferences and, and everything. Um, always uh, very curious about Remax Central as an office itself is a legendary office. Like you guys have a busy office, right? Yeah, it's strong production. And we win many awards in the Remax world for number of ends and dollar volume that we've done over the years, 23 years as top office in the world. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, legendary, legendary. Um, let's talk about what happened in Calgary. Now, you know, of course, the the overall thought is that the market was crazy for the past couple of years. But it seems like Alberta, like the Calgary and Edmonton, because you guys have been sorted, it's been sorted depressed for four or five years. Are, are we right there? Yeah, it, it, it started in 2017 was soft, 2018, 2019, 2020, we started to, you know, climb a little bit. And then when, in 2021, we finally went crazy. And 2022, we surpassed everything that we did in 2021. You know, we sold 29,000 plus uh, units, uh, which beat the 2021 record of 27,000. Mm -hmm. um, but the realtors and the, the market doesn't feel the same. And it's almost like a like a sports team analogy, if you if I can go there with, the, you know, we had the best season we've ever had, but we peaked in March and April. <laughs> yes. You know, so yeah. it's like we we lost our last ten home games. You know, and, and we don't <laughs> feel as good as we should. But twenty twenty two is an incredible year. You know, whether you look at number of ends and even um, average sale price. You know, we're up on the on the overall. Uh, up 5% from 492,000, which was year end of 2021. And at 2022, we finished at just over 516,000. If we look at single family, uh, at the end of 2021, we were 585,000. And uh, we finished 2022 at just over 655,000, a 12% increase on the single family detached homes. So those are good numbers. And, you know, everybody should be coming out good. But because we finished off slow, you yeah. know, 
October, November, December. And that's all because of the interest rates. You know, I remind people uh, about the price differential and typically Victoria is double what Calgary is. And you have just confirmed that because the final figure for a detached single family home, as you said, was six something. And we're at a million two forty nine or something like that. Uh, just to give people an idea, because, you know, there's a lot of people in Victoria and I'm sure people who listen to this program here who came from Alberta, or maybe came for Calgary from Calgary and they experienced that uh, uh, sticker shock. Right. Um, you know, my wife, of course, basically a Calgary girl. So we spent a fair amount of time there. Always kind of boggles me because the value you get there, like Calgary's got everything. And it's a great uh, town for families and kids and, and all that. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a nice, we like to travel a little bit and it's a nice city to travel from as well. Yeah. Notwithstanding some of the airline issues we've had this uh, <laughs> last, past season, but yeah. you know, Calgary's a beautiful city, you yeah. know, quick access to the mountains. Um, I spent some time in, you know, in British Columbia in the summertime. It's easy to get there and yeah. the air airport brings us everywhere else we want to go. Right. It's just beautiful. Now there was a point in time and I remember it um, where values doubled in Calgary in like 18 months or something. When, when was it? It was like 2012 or 13 or something like that. Does that, does that sound about right? Yeah. So we've had our peaks. Our peaks in Calgary were in 2007. Okay. And then again in two, in 2014. 14. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and you can honestly say like in 2021 and 2022, if, if you paid at the peak at 2007 or 2014, you could finally get out. We finally got everybody out and above those high numbers that we yeah. had then. So yeah. 2022 was the highest number. And the other nice fact that we had was because our apartment condo market hasn't been doing well the last, you know, six or seven years. And um, we finally got those numbers to pick up because as the interest rates were increasing, people came down into different style of properties. So yeah. the single family buyers went to attached, the attached went to townhouses and townhouses went to apartment condos. And so now we start to see some of that inventory starting to clean up our numbers in the fall. Our apartment condo sales were way up and our prices were up too, starting to get some of those people that had paid top dollar in 2007 or 2014 can finally get out clean or even possibly make a few dollars. Yeah. Kind of a reminder, you know, real estate is an up and down uh, 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 thing, you know, for sometimes people go, oh, it only goes up. Well, that's not true. Even here, you know, in Vancouver, Toronto, same thing. Things go up, things go down. Uh, maybe sometimes it's just a matter of waiting a while before things come back up, as you've just articulated, right? Um, something that I always find interesting is Calgary has this fantastic luxury market, and we see so many fancy homes in Calgary. Now, I understand that when the market was kind of softened, there's a lot of great opportunities for fancy homes, weren't there? Yes, and, and that last little push we had um, in November, December, because of the new government legislation coming out with the foreign buyers for two years there, we mm -hmm. saw some high-end products sell, you know, towards the end there, last two weeks of uh, November and all of December. A couple realtors here at Central were putting together some nice deals on some great properties. Yeah. And again, you know how you you're saying how things kind of go cyclical. We A lot of our clients that left us years ago and moved to Toronto or moved to Vancouver or to the island or even the interior into Kelowna, we see those people coming back. Yeah, You know, they're taking some of that money that they made in the other real estate and yeah. they're coming in. And for what you, you mentioned, you could buy a beautiful home or a beautiful luxury home for a lot less here than what you could in other areas and live a good life in a beautiful city.
Yeah, well, and so some people have just timed it right, because if they went to Vancouver or Toronto before, saw those huge increases in value, and then come back uh, to Calgary, again, all the amenities are there, it's a great location. Um, I just always find that the, like the scope of luxury homes in Calgary is very different, like you get you get a fancy house like the ones you see in HGTV um it's not true here in Victoria even Vancouver you know it's it's a it's a whole different level right but um who's buying because that's a question that we ask a lot you know you brought up the foreign buyer thing and all that um who are the people that are who are the the primary buyers nowadays so the, the one that I know for sure that are being a little bit more careful and are, are there the house flippers the ones that buy renovate and flip and um and, and I don't think careful is even the right word. I think they need to be smart. So a lot of them have basically, you know, you know, touched the brakes a little bit, so to say, kind of thing, or yeah. um, they're just, they got to be careful. They got to purchase the right home, do the right renovation. So they, they might be on the sidelines just waiting because depending on where the market goes, there could be some risk for them. Um, the investor landlords are buying. Yeah. Um, there are some good deals out there that they were purchasing in the last few months as the market softened in the last quarter. And the rental market is still very, very good and rents are high in Calgary. Um, the one that's really softened up is, again, the investors. So the ones that were buying pre-construction yeah. or buying a couple properties, holding for a few months and then flipping for more money. Uh, and again, they're just looking at their numbers. They're trying to gauge which way the market's going. So what we've been seeing the most of is the traditional buyers. Okay. So people that aren't aren't affected, you know, by the interest rates, you know, mentally, they still have the desire to go, they don't want to rent anymore, and they're looking to purchase. And some of them are being helped by families. So I don't know if you're seeing that in your market, Tony, but we're seeing the parents and the grandparents give some down payment money down uh, to the kids, and they're purchasing and they qualify and they're looking to buy. Um, a lot of that's been happening in our townhouse attached market. Uh, but if they can afford it, they're also going for that single family detached home market. So um, unlike in the past years where a lot of our deals were happening, you saw that a lot in the beginning of 2022, a lot of investors from other cities coming in here, purchasing a lot of real estate. Now we're actually seeing the the end user buying. And with the our populations, the other thing, Tony, are, you know, we finally broke the 1.6 million. <laughs> what? You know, so up 50,000 from the year before. You know, the energy is here and it's coming. It's feeling Fantastic. good. Well, hey, Nick, uh, thanks for coming here. I love uh, catching up with you. Always good to hear about what's going on in Calgary. Uh, again, we're having our trip across the country. And we just had a conversation with Nick Profeta. He's at Remax Central in Calgary. Nick, if people need to reach you, what's the best way? You can uh, on my, my website, nickprofeta.com. And uh, my team website is connectgroupcalgary.com. I will put those both on the show notes on the website. Thanks, Nick. Uh, need to take a break here, folks. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Today, we are going across the country. We're finding out about what's happening in other marketplaces outside of Victoria. You know, we keep you up to date every week with what's going on here in your town. But, of course, it's always good to know what's going on in other places of the country as well, too. And we've got the key ones this week. A little bit earlier, we were having a chat with uh, my friend Asif Khan in Toronto. We talked about what happens, what happened there in 2022. Just finished up with Nick Profeta at Remax in Calgary, and we're finishing off our episode today in Vancouver. So we're going from east to west. Uh, we have a returning guest. He's been here before. It's Phil Moore. Phil is with Remax Crest in Vancouver. Long-time agent, 34 years in the business. I've known him for quite some time. Phil, thanks for coming back. 
Hey, Tony, thank you for having me. Well, we certainly have seen, we've certainly seen three major cycles since I've been in the business since 1989. And, yeah. and, and this is, this was, this is a cycle we're in right now. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, you know, because we've been talking all about the fact that the market's not as it was, you know, eight months ago when the market was crazy and there were still multiple offers and bidding wars and all that. And then the tap sort of shut off, but yet there are still consumers out there that are thinking that it's still crazy like that, but it's not, right? Yeah, it's certainly, you know, I think there's a lot of caution in the market. And, and if we're looking at the numbers, the number of sales and the number of listings, and that's pointing to, hey, people are sitting back and, and people are very cautious right now. So I kind of summarized the whole 2022 year as a year where there was uncertainty in the market and a lot of caution. I mean, no one could have predicted what was going to happen during COVID. No one could see the 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 what would happen with the real estate market, prices prices rising, and so many people buying. Um, but now it's certainly pulled back, and and people aren't necessarily listing, and people are not. They're very cautious when they're buying. Yeah. So how did Vancouver end up uh, 2022? What uh, what did it end up looking like at the end of the day? Well, you know, I always like to look at the ten year average because that brings better prospectus. And so, you know, sales were down by about 13.4%. So comparing it to the 10-year average, I mean, if we compare it to last year, last year was a record year. And so that number would be like 34%, uh, but that that was an anomaly. So 13.4% sales less than the 10-year average. But if you look at the listings, uh, listing inventory is down. And as a 10-year average, the number of listings that came on the market was 3.2% less than the 10-year average, but we never seemed to gain the inventory that we needed. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you know, prices made adjustments, but not drastic. Yeah. And, and, and if we look at prices, and it's, it's interesting how the pivotal moment was almost when BC Assessment Authority decides that they're going to assess what the value of your house is. <laughs> It was almost in July 1st yes. uh, that, that prices were peaking. Yeah. So when I, I look at, look, I look at change in the price from the home price index in, in Metro Vancouver, um, and I go back six months, well, that shows me that there's a drop in the detached market of 9.8%. Okay. Then when I look at, and, th and that's on average, um, when I look at detached, it's 13.5%. When I look at, Townhouses is nine point two percent, and when like at condos, it's it's the prices are down seven point eight percent, and and so that's traditionally, uh, I mean, normal because houses are more expensive, and so they've got a little bit more room to fall. So you're looking at on an average, prices are down about ten percent, and th those are down only in the last six months. Okay. I mean, let's talk numbers, though, because the, the the metrics in Vancouver are very different. I mean, people always complain about how expensive it is in Victoria. Uh, you know, the average price uh, here ended up uh, in December around 1.26 or something like that. Uh, the average in Vancouver, quite a bit different, right? Yeah. So uh, the average, you know, HPI's number for greater Vancouver, and that includes areas all the way out to Maple Ridge, um, it is 1.8 million for a home yeah. for for a townhouse uh the benchmark price is right around a million dollars and for a condo in greater vancouver the hpi index price is seven hundred and thirteen thousand. yeah 
So yeah, these the certainly to first time buyers and people trying to get into the market, these prices are still staggering. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Victoria, or sorry, Vancouver really is sort of top of the game in the country as far as values are concerned. Um, you know, <laughs> there's always got to be a place in any country that's expensive to get into. I, I should mention, by the way, because you were, let's compare apples to apples because you were mentioning the HPI uh, for single family home, right? So mm -hmm. the Victoria HPI figure, uh, our, our uh, loyal listeners here, was 1135 so one one thirty five to Vancouver's Phil, you just said one eight something or other, right? Correct. One eight two three. Wow. Okay. Hey, who's buying? That's always a big question. I mean, I don't want to get into the rules and uh, you know the new rules and there's some politics and all that stuff about foreign buyer ban and all that kind of stuff. Because um, you sell, and this is the important thing that people need to know: is all all of us today talking on our panels are active realtors that are helping people buy and sell. So you are seeing people, um, who's buying? Where are these people coming from? It's interesting because when the market started to slow down, the investors stopped buying. Okay. And so, so your average homeowner that wants to buy a home and get into the market, they started to find out, hey, I don't have any bidding wars and 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 I've got a lot of I've got more selection and I've got my time to do an inspection and get financing. So all of my buyers are either a first time buyer getting into the market and they're driving our condo market or townhouse market. And as those sell, I do have the move up buyers, but certainly the higher end home, when I'm talking about higher on home in Metro Vancouver, uh, 3 million and above, that market's very slow. Mm -hmm. But the buyers that I'm working out with right now are local buyers and they're trying to get into the market they fuel the market correct yeah okay you know, hey. the, the the developers have fueled the market in, in vancouver when they're looking for lot value properties and, and sometimes when they can't find lot value properties they even tear down houses that are perfectly livable because they want to develop it but yeah. they're they're like an investor i describe them as an investor a speculator they pull back uh no the builders are saying hey i i, I just want to wait and see I don't want to get any inventory. I know prices are good right now compared to what I paid for six months ago or eight months ago, but I don't want to take the risk. Yeah. Two things I just got out of what you just said. So the first one is developers pulling down perfectly fine homes. We noticed that as a visitor, when we drive up uh, Granville or Oak Streets, and you see those tracks of land and they all are becoming higher density now, but some of those houses there were, you know, recently renovated or whatever, right? Yeah. And, and you know, Vancouver is unique because on the north, you've got mountains and on the east, you've got mountains and on the south, you've got the United States and on the west, you got the water. Yeah. So <laughs> there is there is only limited area and the city has uh, wanted to create more affordable housing. So they've zoned these areas that are close to transportation. We call it the missing middle. I mean, everything in Vancouver other than Shaughnessy is zoned for duplex. So you can get front and back duplex on it pretty much any lot. Yeah. Um, other municipalities are, are slow to follow, but we've seen it in, in areas of Metrotown where around Skytrain's uh, stations like Metrotown, um, and Brentwood and Lougheed, they're all high rises. Yeah. Why? Because you've got the Skytrain station there. So they've, they've rezoned and they've got little hubs of cities. Yeah. Well, so the the other takeaway that I had was you said you you are taking care of first time home buyers, people entering the marketplace. You also said, though, that condos are $700,000, right? 
And, mm -hmm. you know, we get this a lot here where people say, oh, my goodness, it's so expensive. You know, no one could buy. Uh, and I, yet I tell people on a regular basis, that's not entirely true because I am helping first time home buyers every month as well, too. There are people entering the market. Yeah, I get it. It's expensive. Like it is. There's no question. Um, but it, what it is not is it is not impossible for people to get into the market, right? Yeah. And, and if you go a little further, you go a little further east into areas like Coquitlam, Maple Ridge. I mean, those prices drop down into the 500,000. So the, so the average condo in those areas are about 500,000. Uh, you've got a 40 to 50 minute commute to Vancouver, to downtown Vancouver. But we're also seeing this trend of more people working from home. Yeah. So there isn't that there isn't that need to be downtown. OK. And, that, and that's all changed since the pandemic. I think more and more people discovered, hey, I can be effective. I can work from home and I don't have to be so close to downtown Vancouver and it's more affordable. So those areas uh, were very popular during the pandemic and they have uh, they're still affordable right now. You know, as a visitor, because, you know, I'm over quite a bit doing stuff. I got to say, it doesn't matter where you're staying, if it's Richmond, if it's New West or wherever, it's so easy to get into town anyways. You know, you guys got rail, the, the you know, transit is fantastic. I think I think we've got, we take the record for the longest in the world of rapid high rise. Our SkyTrain is, is if you add up all the kilometers the SkyTrain is, yeah. it's, it's, it's probably number one or number two in the world. And they only keep expanding it. We've got Broadway corridor SkyTrain being drilled the tunnels being drilled right now and that will go out to UBC and it just keeps it just keeps expanding I mean if you look to the south in Seattle they really did a good job with highways yes and the Americans love their cars and they want to drive everywhere but Canadians we don't have the highways we've got a, a traffic light every block in downtown Vancouver wow that's a whole other story about Vancouver you guys uh <laughs> You guys do not have the highways in town, that's for sure. Well, hey, listen, what's going to happen this year, 2023? What does it look like in Vancouver? You know, the year is starting off with low inventory. And so I think the sellers are saying, and they're getting their assessments in the mail, and, and now they're calling realtors and saying, what's my place worth? And we're telling them, you know, it's 10 or 15% less than that number. Oh, I can wait. And so... In 2008, 2009, I mean, that was that was a market uh, where you had the financial crisis in the United States. And so there was 19,000 listings. There was 19,000 sellers. And right now, um, we're slow to bring inventory on, and we're sitting at 7,000 listings. Oh, wow. So will, will that trend continue? Is our sellers going to panic? Are they going to say, um, oh, geez, we better sell? Um, the market's dropping. In Vancouver, it seems like people are just going to stay put. They mm -hmm. did They did last year. Um, yes, the people that are going through a divorce or going through a foreclosure or the people that um, that that have passed away, uh, those, those houses are coming on the market and they're selling. But generally, we're not getting a lot of uptick in inventory. And so I think the crucial thing is to really watch the inventory. Yeah. So low inventory, the demand is still there. People still want to move to Vancouver. Oh, my goodness. There, there's so much to talk about. But, hey, listen, we, uh, we're we coming to the end of our program here today. Uh, again, it's Phil Moore at REMAX Crest in Vancouver. Burnaby, uh, past president of the Vancouver Real Estate Board, uh, also serves on the Canadian Real Estate Association. Phil, if people need to reach you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, my cell phone's always on because I'm yep. a realtor. Yep. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's 604 230 
3772. And of course, the website is philmore.com. That's M O R E dot com. Thanks for yeah. joining again, Phil. I will catch you again soon, I know. Uh, always a pleasure having you here. Thank you, Tony. Thank yeah, you. And to, our, and to our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.